Welcome back to the No Offense Podcast with your host, Matthew Maxi. How y'all doing? What's up? Nothing? That's fun. I'm recording in my living room. Well, not my living room. My house, basically, because I have an open concept, which I know. Yeah. Anyway, so um, to start off, as always, make sure you go follow the No Offense Instagram at no off pod underscore cm go follow go follow um and my regular instagram handle i don't know what is it it's matt maxi 711 i don't know if anyone listens to this and follows me on my regular instagram my link to the podcast is there but then also my link tree to spotify apple podcast anchor instagram all that stuff is on there um so go check that out and then the fuck was i gonna say oh my god guys i lost my train of thought son of a gun um it's gonna come back to me oh there it is came back go make sure to check out the recent true crime episode i'm not gonna lie kind of fucked up when i was just saying random words but it was very few moments but it was really good it was a the zodiac killer and unsolved identity so go please check that out that was really a fun, I shouldn't say fun. It was an interesting case to study. But we're back with one of our regular episodes on season one. This is going to be episode, uh, I'm going to say 19. I, I definitely am wrong. I'm not even keeping track at this point. But guys, we're almost to 700 listeners, which is also really cool. Trying to get to 1,000 by summer or by June. Hopefully, maybe, we'll see. And if anyone of my family members walks in at a certain point, which I think is happening right now, then I'm going to stop the recording and I'm going to transition to my room. But anyway, here's back with another solo episode. And today, guys, we're going to talk about... There they are, hold on. So we're back. Sorry, had to move my room. Also just recorded five whole minutes of me talking about the beginning shit of this episode, and it stopped at five minutes. For some reason, for anyone using Anchor or Spotify for podcasters, do not record it on Anchor from Safari. Or maybe it's just my computer, because for some reason it keeps cutting out at five minutes. I don't know why, but it is. <sighs> All right, so I'm going to start this again. Anyway. Sorry that I didn't move. Family was here, walked in, well, parents, but brother just left. So today's episode, as I said, I'm a college dropout. What? 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 You're, yeah, you all weren't surprised. So here it goes. From the beginning, there was man, and that man was me. And I was applying to a bunch of schools during senior year and basically applied to a bunch. Um, I wanted to do dance, and for anyone who knows, dance isn't the biggest career, and um, you don't make too much money unless it's something really good, or you know, you're part of the union, or whatever it is. And even when you're done with dance, you know, you need to have a backup because sometimes, you know, dancing only the, a dancing career, and like I said, depending on where you are, only brings you, you know, performance-wise, only brings you to about like thirty. 35 years old even 
at the age of like 40. I mean, they're, I'm not, no, but like, I shouldn't say that because there's people out there who are well beyond that age and they're in their eighties and dancing still. And, you know, some of my professors now they're older and still can move wonderfully and all that stuff, but it depends. Like I said, depends. So I was like, mm, I don't know what I want to do. Mm, I don't know. I don't know. You know, the whole life decision shit that you never want to think of. Um, but I knew that I wanted to do psychology and I wanted to have um, like an area investigation and in like true crime, you know, AKA why I have the true crime episodes. But um, yeah, I wanted to have like a whole thing with that. And that was really good. That was like, I was set on that to have as a backup. So, you know, doing the whole little Shibata bang and I'm applying to all these schools. Um, and in total, I applied to 13. And I, most of them, I'm like trying to think back. I would say it was pretty split between further away schools and like close to home schools. And I, I, for some weird reason, I had my heart set on like going away, getting out of the house, doing this, doing that. But I also, um, this episode is going to be kind of deep, not deep, but like, you know what I mean? I think I said it before. It's going to be advice, not really advice, just experience that you can relate to, you know, like any podcast is. So yeah, I just feel like, I don't know. I think it was just because of the fact that I had so many friends who were going away to further places and it was like these big name schools and places that I was like, oh my gosh, like if I get to go to this school, if I get to go to that school, like that's a known school and all that stuff. And I was thinking so ahead to the point of where in my head I go, oh, if I get my degree from this school and I say, oh, this degree is from so-and-so and then I'm like, oh, but I also have a degree from like this so-and-so or whatever. It's like thinking of like putting, like comparing the schools and just comparing them based off their name of the school. And that was something that I was focusing so heavily on that I didn't even really realize of, like I was just thinking so much into the point of that in the future and what I thought would make me like look, you know, cool or like intelligent, intellectual, whatever it may be, that I didn't think about myself and where I'd want to be and, you know, the place that I'd want to be and the people I want to be around. So it was like a lot of back and forth with that. Um, and, you know, during the time of applying, it was COVID. So like with tours specifically, you didn't, depending on the school, depending on the area that you were in, and of course, how many cases there were, how bad it was still, you didn't really get to see schools in action, like with students walking around, teachers in their classrooms, um, and all that stuff. And like as a going in as a dance major somewhere, you know, you want to see the studios, the dancers, what they look like, the professors, meet them and all that stuff. So yeah. Sorry guys. I just wanted to make sure that this was gonna go beyond five minutes. And it did. So I'm good. But yeah, so it was just this whole thing of the name and where I was going. And like I said, I didn't really think too much into what I would how I would react to where I was going more of oh I see a like I see a nice dorm I see a nice place for a school and I'm set and I think I was being so minimalistic about it if that's a word 
and that I didn't focus a lot on, like I said, just kind of how I would envision myself, how I would feel, that sort of thing. So out of 13 schools that I applied to, I only toured two. And that was because, like I said, half of them were out of state, so it was just hard to get to them, especially during COVID, like I said. So the only two places that I were going to see, so tour, and to be honest, the only two places that I can could have financially afford, um, which, side note, anyone who's paying for college, college students, yourself, parents, amen to them. God bless my parents for doing that because that shit is expensive, and that's why out of 13 schools and probably close to the like to five to six hundred dollars that I spent on application fees with my parents that it was a lot it was like it's like it wasn't even worth it some of them because you know and most of them I got into but still and I don't know why I applied for an Ivy League my dumbass. I don't know why I'd even try to do that um yeah for some reason if you want to decipher where I you think I applied to please let me know and I'll tell you the truth if I did or not just let you know I got rejected, of course. Um, so yeah, basically though, <clears throat> I went to, I applied to two different schools. I mean, I went to two different schools. So the first one was Rowan University, if anyone knows what that is. You know, I mean, I was just saying that because like people, I guess, within the tri-state area might not, besides people who are in the tri-state area might not know where that is. Great school. Great like the school's right next to the city it's really nice and luckily i got to go see it while it was like live with students and professors and you know the campus was like in function so i got to see like where i would eat where the dance studios were the people i'd be with the campuses i didn't get to see the dorms but that obviously made sense school was in session um but yeah so that was a whole thing but let's just say that rowan was great i i could have saw myself there just not for dance specifically, for my own personal reasons that I'm not going to say on the podcast. Um, but yeah, so that school was, and that was only, that was a financial option too. Rowan was a kind of financial option for my parents, and Rowan gave me a lot of opportunities financially. So, and the town is great too. They were up building a lot of places. They were building new apartments and all this stuff. So it was like a good option, and it was only like an hour and fifteen from home. So switch it the fuck up to go. Ready? ready? Hold on. Drum roll. Slippery Rock University. Ah, shit. So for anyone of my friends who might be listening to this, they know exactly what happened. Um, Yeah. Guys, hold on, because I have people texting me. I asked my friends to come to my Zumba class that I teach. So give me a minute. Um, hold on. I'm so sorry, guys. Anyway, so, yeah. So I go, I did go visit Slippery Rock University, and Slippery Rock University was in, um, Slippery Rock, PA, I think. Yeah. Was it a different town name? I don't remember. Um, but basically, it was like 50 minutes out of Pittsburgh. So, and I toured the school when COVID was happening. 
But the lucky part about that was that some, a lot of the kids, like a lot of the kids from that school during the time were at home doing school. And a lot of them, but some of them were in person. Um, and I was going to be going to school for dance and psychology at this school specifically. So me and my parents take the trip. We drive to Pittsburgh, stay over a night, go out in Pittsburgh because, you know, with how close Pittsburgh was, I was going to see, you know, where I could go with friends or, you know, what I could do in Pittsburgh. And I know, and there's like dance opportunities in Pittsburgh too. So we stayed over and Pittsburgh was amazing. It was awesome. Stuff was open with COVID. It was, this was kind of like a little bit after COVID, but not really. And, um, yeah, so that was really cool. And so we get to the Slippery Rock University and this school's, it's not big. It's, but it's weird how like almost compact yet big it was. Like when you walked, like when you drove up, there was like off-campus apartments on the side. And then the school was just one big thing. And there was like these like this dance studios were separate buildings and they were up building new studios, but then there was the entire school for almost like everything else. And then there was a whole section for like the dorms and where you would stay and all that stuff. So for the school specifically, I actually got in, I did get into the honors college and the honors college. If anyone knows you have like better dorms cause you're part of like the LLC community, which is like a leadership thing. So I did that. And then, you know, got in did the whole shebang so i toured we get there school's like with the first look of it like i really was what's the word that i'm looking for i was being very cautious of my initial reactions only because it's covid no one's on really no one's on campus and it's during the winter so like it's gonna be dead like you know like it's just not gonna be exciting as it would be if it was a live campus day so basically though you know we tour it and we have a whole information session with a bunch of other kids from like not it was a lot of a lot of kids but it was literally a bunch of kids only from like ohio and pa and that like when i tell you there was maybe like one from virginia a few from like maryland like there wasn't even a lot within like the tri-state area so, but that, the Ohio thing made sense because the school is like, imagine the state of PA and the school was literally on the left upper side, like the tip of it, the corner tip of PA. So it's not that far from like Cincinnati and, you know, just like places in Ohio. So we get there and we do the whole day. My parents, bro, fallen in love with this shit. And I had gotten a lot of financial opportunities from this school too. So, you know, my dad loved it, of course. Um, But so we go there and they fall in love with it. Like they just like, they were so, and it, I'm not going to like, I will say for a school that like no one knew about when I said it to them, it was a definitely, it was a ratio of like 95 to 10, 95 to 10, 95 to five. Meaning 95% of people I told did not know where this was or what it was about. 5% did. My And my dad, God bless his soul. He was a major help during that entire process. Because um, he found the school for me. But basically though, we're doing the whole thing. And we did the whole 
you know, interview, um, not interview, but like the orientations and seeing the school, touring the school. And this, the really awesome part about this school was you got to see the dorms in person because, you know, the colleges always give you like the floor plans and the shit that you could see. But we actually got to see the in-person dorms and we got to see the honors college dorms. So the regular dorms, they were not that big, but they were also, they were still pretty spacious. You walk in, you had a bathroom to your left. There was like a fridge, which was cool. They gave you like a nice size fridge. And then they gave you um, like the closet and then you had your desk space and your bed. So that was a normal dorm. But the honors college dorms, these were so nice. You walk in, you had a whole like little living area that you can make your own where it was, you walk in, there was to the right, there was a kitchen and a little stool, two stools and a table that you could eat at. And then you had, like a whole little area that you could put like, if you wanted to, like a couch in and it sounds crazy, but like you could have put like just like a TV on the door, on the wall, like a corner thing. Like it was really cool. And the main spot of it though was you had... There was two separate rooms, so one person in each room, and there was doors to close it. So you literally had your own private space, and then you just shared the bathroom. So um, that was that. And then, so, you know, we're doing the whole thing. And I even got to meet the head of the dance program and a student who went, which was really cool, too. So that was really fun to do. And... um. Yeah, so I mean, I had the whole day. I saw they had like a whole gym facility, rock climbing pool, and that was really cool. They were also, I think, a kind of on the athletic side, you know, um, not majorly college things, but I guess just for like the area or just PA in general, they were kind of known. I don't know. But yeah, and they even had like, I don't know what the fuck it's called. Ugh, whatever, the Frisbee game. I don't even know. And they had, like, all these little things to do around campus. They had a Starbucks on campus, which that was a big... That sold me at first. That really did. Not gonna lie. Right on my way to classes, I could have stopped. I could stop at Starbucks. Of course, there was one. It would be really busy, but whatever. So we toured the school, and for some reason, I just had this weird niche or, like... not. That's not the word to use. I had this just feeling of I was like most of my feelings were oh this is amazing like look at the dorms like you don't usually get this I would be awesome like this is so lucky to have this and all this stuff and for reference I never said it it was six hours from where I live now from where I live so like Bradley to the school was six hours and I was like that's not that bad like I could drive that within like four days if I wanted not four days I could like take off classes on a Friday, get home if I ne ever needed to go home on a weekend. But even like going back on breaks and stuff, I wouldn't need to spend money on a plane ticket. I had my own car and the parking pass wasn't even a lot of money. So it was like, it, I, it all would have worked out, you know? And the town itself too, it, was, it wasn't it was a big town. There was like one whole strip of street that like you had places to go to. And there was like Walmart and Target down the road. There was a whole like outlets down the road. Um, but besides that, there really wasn't much. It was just like a very, excuse me, vacant land of things. That's sort of, if that's a word too. And so, so yeah, so I go and I did the whole thing 
Um, and my mom was like loving it. And my dad's loving it. And I was, I, I like for most of it, I was just like, Oh, like this is really cool. Like, I think I want to go here. And of course, guys, if anyone knows me, I tend to buy a lot of college merch ending up to the school I don't go to. Cause I just like the way it looks. Like I like just the design and it just looks cool to me. So of course, while I was there, I bought a bunch of shit. Um, like sweatpants, a sweatshirt, a t-shirt, a hat, like all kinds of things. Drop some bucks. And the design and stuff was cool too. So anyway, we do that and we get to the end of it. And my mom's like, this isn't me bashing my mom. It's just because I felt so bad. This is That's the only reason I'm saying it is because... We're going, we're going. And she's like, oh, like, let's go here, blah, 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 all this stuff, blah, 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 blah. And then basically, though, I I was just like, for some reason, I had like a blow up in, a, in just a minute. I was like, I was like, mom, I was like, I don't want, like, I don't want to go here. Like, I'm not, I'm not sure yet. Like, I, I only have these two options. Like, what am I supposed to even do? And I didn't even like my first option. So what other option do I have? And it's just what it was. And I, I, I didn't think of anything because during the time, my parents also weren't bringing in, like, I don't want to say they weren't bringing in too much money, but like being teachers, they were almost laid off a lot. So a lot of the time they didn't have the regular sort of things that they can make income with. Um, and the teaching just became hard and all that stuff. So yeah, so it got like, it was just, they just had to think ahead. And, they, I, and that's what I knew is they were thinking ahead and all this stuff. So, yeah, and I was just like, I don't know, mom, like, this just doesn't seem like the right thing for me, and, like, I just need to think about it. So, yeah, and it was just a whole thing, and I was just like, all right, I was like, let me just take a minute, and let me just actually think about what I want to do. So, basically, yeah, had my big little blow-up dramatic shit, and... So it comes to the point of where kind of not months passed, but a few weeks passed and it just seemed, and I was getting so many different opportunities from the school and it just seemed so like, and the weirdest part guys about this entire process was for me personally, I kept just saying in the back of my head, I was like, this is way too good to be true. And at the time I wasn't as religious as I am now, but I still believe that God had a plan for me. He is going to guide me in the right way and do things for me, but he also does things for a purpose. And that purpose is so after whatever it is, something comes to you that's 10 times better. Um, so that's just that, that's my belief. And that's what I believed. But I was like, this is just way too good to be true. Like, and I even was thinking like, oh, like I just, I don't deserve all of this. Like, why am I so lucky and all this stuff? So Basically, I committed, and my parents were so happy for me. So funny, a quick memory is I remember me and my friends went camping um, at the Delaware Water Gap, <laughs> and this was like, I want to say this was in, we went in August there, and so this was like a month before I was leaving. I was leaving like really like end of late August, like the 26th, I think to move in um we gave ourselves like an extra day because we stopped in pittsburgh i think that that night yeah we did we stopped in pittsburgh and 
So I packed up my Jeep. My parents packed up their car. Mind you, I, I literally, guys, had so much stuff. My parents dropped so much money on my shit. It was unreal, like just unreal. But my mom loved it, of course. She bought everything she needed to buy and had everything she wanted to have. So that was just really, like, I, I was, that was, it was just so funny to me of how much, like, how many things she bought. And she always made me check like do's and don'ts of like moving in the colleges give you of what you can and can't have. So she got me all of this stuff. I brought all my bedding, all of my clothes. I was like prepared so heavily. I was overprepared. I, re I really was overprepared. Um, but not really because obviously I was six hours from home. So I couldn't just like go home and get something if I forgot it. So basically then I got to the school or no, let me, re let me rewind there. Um, so yeah. Oh yeah. So I was going Delaware water gap. This is just really like funny, cute little memory. Um, so I come home and I'm back home from the Delaware water gap. And this summer was like, that summer was so much fun. Like my senior year summer was really a lot of fun. And, uh, who knew that shit would happen after, but, um, so I come home and my mom had like a, a new, sweatshirt or thing like a piece of clothing from slippery rock and then they sent me like a little package that had to had a big ass banner in it so she hung up the banner in my room and i walked in and she was just standing under it like presenting it but that was just a funny memory that i had anyway sorry if you didn't laugh at that um so yeah i committed guys we packed up um i was sob you can oh my god my friends now i was so emotional i was sobbing the night before i left especially because i had to leave my little cats you know my boy onyx my boy alex um my little fat boys now and yeah it was just like that like that was just the thing i was just so upset i was leaving all my friends and i was just i had a whole thing going too um so we pack up, we leave. It's a six-hour drive, and I, I, the funniest thing too, my car was so packed to the point that I could not see out of my passenger or rear, like my trunk windows, to see if there was a car on my blind spot because um, I wasn't as I, I the car that I had was so nice. It was a Jeep Liberty, great for the summer, but it didn't have like the notify like the blinker thing of telling you if there's a car there or not so it was just like you know i obviously had to pay attention stay in one lane sort of thing but we made it up there um we stopped there we did the whole thing so we're moving in and it's a whole thing i had to get like my id and unfortunately my a lot of my family couldn't come with me because of the covid thing they only allowed two people to go up so my brother actually didn't even come i had to say goodbye to him the night before um i left or yeah, the night before I left. And but he was gonna come up because my parents were staying for like three or four days. So he was gonna come up and see the school with me and do stuff with me. So that was gonna be that. So um yeah, so we basically we go, we go, we get there, we move in. I am bringing in so much shit that all these kids are looking at me like, what the fuck? And I was literally just I was Honest to God, I was so embarrassed. And not because of my parents, obviously, but I was just dragging in shit. Like, dragging in and dragging in and dragging in. And luckily, the space for my dorm was big, but I literally, guys, was taking up so much of the hallway space. And when I got in there, 
dude, if he listens to this, Riley, shout him out. He was my roommate. He was really chill, really cool. Like, honest to God, I, I'm upset that I made the decision I did having that roommate in that dorm. But basically, oh, my mom's screaming about the cat. Let me wait till she's done. I don't know if you can hear her. Oh, all right. Anyway, so it was just so, like, he was so chill. His parents were awesome, too. Of course, my dad, being the Irishman that he is, started talking up a storm with him and his parents. And so I'm bringing all of this stuff, and he's like, what the fuck? Because I'm not even joking. The thing was, he was in, like, an hour and a half from home, but he literally had like a suitcase a few suitcases i think his comforters a tv and his like xbox and shit and then obviously like his toiletries and like just the things that he needed bro i came in two chairs three things full of clothes shoes and hangers i had a whole thing full of like things to put up in my room and like decorate my room a bunch of shit for my desk i had so many things i had a whole ass fan my TV, an Xbox, like everything under the sun. I had the, I had a fridge. I had these like pull out drawers and containers because the bed was like lifted up. Um, so I had legitimately everything I, I possibly could have had in my room. So I move in. My parents decorate the entire thing, like entire thing. And most of my, my mom mostly did it. My dad did, me and my dad like did the hefty lifting. But I, oh yeah, I even had shit for the kitchen. I had food already. Like I just had things that were ready to go. Um, and I left like the smallest, I, I left the things that me and him together were, were going to be like, oh, like we need this or like we need this to share that sort of thing. So, and I bought like the cheap, luckily Target had like the cheap 50 cent cups and plates that I still have today. But yeah. So basically... Um, I move in, we get the whole thing done. So my parents were staying at the hotel right next to me and they like, the hotel was really nice. And so they were having a good time and they were just like happy that I was moving in and enjoying everything. So I had been the move in day that was right before the whole freshman day orientation thing. And I moved in on a Thursday. So they gave us Thursday and then Monday we started classes. So I moved in. Oh my God, my mom was so funny. I'm not even going to lie to you. So she, we had the freshman orientation thing. And mind you, okay. So this is where it's going to get like deep kind of shit. So, and this is just like an experience if you can relate to. I'm just, to preface, I'm saying don't necessarily feel bad about the decisions you make for yourself. That's what the the whole concept of this is. Um, And if you believe in God, have any religious things. I believe in God. So if you're one of those people and just always know that God has a plan for you, you have a purpose on this earth. And no matter what that is, you're going to end up in the right place. No matter what, no matter where you go, who you're with, it's, you're going to end up where you need and want to be. And whether that's just by things that you do or make, and it's going to be a hard decision. Um, it's just what you need to do. That's what I did. But anyway, so we're moved in and we're doing the whole freshman day. And the thing is, I'm trying to make friends and let me wait, let me rewind. So that first night, me and my roommate, so me and yeah, me and my roommate went out and we went to eat and we went to Walmart 
and we did a whole thing. So um, that was like fun. It was just like, he was so chill and like, just like cool, whatever. And for some reason I was just so awkward. And I, if anyone can relate to this too, I, I obviously meeting people at college, like you're living around these people for the next like four years of your life. Um, so you're just like, Oh, like I gotta, and you don't have to necessarily, excuse me, be roommates. I mean, not roommates, be like close friends with your roommate. But of course you want to make a mutual thing because you're living together um, for the year at least. So yeah, we went out and it wasn't, it wasn't bad. I just personally was like, I feel like I was being so awkward for no reason. So Riley, if you listen to this, I'm sorry that of how fucking awkward I was. And yeah, so we get back to the dorm. We're doing a whole thing. And like me and him were like, you know, we were becoming like, you know, we're getting to know each other, the whole shit. And next it comes like the freshman orientation day. And so, um, basically they, what happened? They had a whole thing. It was kind of awkward. You're trying to get to know people. I was trying to talk to anyone. Everyone just migrated to like their own friend group that they already had and knew people. But my roommate was trying to like get to know people. And I was like trying to get to know them with him. Um, that also just was a thing that didn't really happen because I think I was just too awkward. I'm not going to lie, but yeah, so I was trying to meet people in the whole thing. So that was like, but just like regular people. Cause I didn't also wasn't, I didn't have my honors college thing yet, which that I'll get into later too. So yeah, it was this whole thing of being there and you know, I was just like, all right, like this is, this is okay. And then the funniest shit happened where <laughs> I was sitting on the bleachers of the freshman orientation day and we had fucking t-shirts that we had to wear and before we had the whole meeting of like the lobby floor of like who our ca was and meeting her and if you need to come talk to her do this do that they're right down the hall um and so we had these shirts on so you could like see the different colors i don't know what they were for i forgot now but i think it was just like a, a tour thing so you went with your group or whatever so we had these shirts on so we go and we go down to the thing. And so my mom, I see the Ford Explorer that my parents have. I see it parked on the road by the fence of the field. And I see my mom standing up, taking a picture. And everyone's looking at her. Obviously, no one knew, knew that it was my mom. And obviously, I didn't care. But I was just like, oh, my God. And then she sent me a picture of me. So, like, I don't know how she did it. She fucking zoomed in to the point that she saw me with, like, the people around me. I don't know how she did it. And so, yeah, so that happened. And also, I want to preface saying, like, my whole family was really happy for me, too. I should have said that before. But, like, everyone brought me gifts. My aunt was really cool. She gave me flowers. Not flowers. She gave me pictures and all this stuff. So, I, it, like, my entire family was so excited for me. And little did they know but um so yeah so the whole thing happens and i'm constantly trying to make friends with people and it's just like not happening i, I really and anyone who knows me I, i'm pretty social even if i'm awkward like I, I i try to be social no matter what i try to talk to anyone i try to compliment anyone like just to like start conversation like get to know who someone is who's around me and it just wasn't happening, like, at all. It just was not happening. And I also was, there was so many people who had cars because they also had, like, an entire commuter section. 
So, I go... Hold on. What, father? My dad's getting something from our fridge, so he's interrupting. So let me wait until he's out of the room, not making a bunch of noise. Do you want to say hi to the podcast, Dad? Come on, come say hi real quick. No, come say hi. They don't know who you are. Come on. I want him on the podcast one day. Love my papa. Anyway, so, yeah. And then, what happened? And so, we get to the point. Oh, my God. I got to go to Zumba soon. So, we get to the point where it's just like, oh, oh yeah. So, all these license plates have, like, Ohio and PA on them. And I only um, hit up one girl who was from NJ. And she was, like, from more south. I forget which part. Um, still remember her name, too. But... Yeah, so she, like, did this whole thing of whatever. She, I, not, Why am I saying that? No, I hit up her. She was like, I just want to know if there's anyone from Jersey. Literally only her that I knew. And I saw no New Jersey license plate. Like, mine and hers were, like, the only ones that I knew. So, but everyone had their, like, groups and stuff already. Like, people who were rooming were already friends from somewhere. And we even tried to make friends with people across from us, too. But it was, like, it was just... Yeah, like, it just wasn't happening for me. I think it was just also a me thing. I'm not going to lie. And, but that was happening the most of the weekend. So, yeah. But, anyway. um, So, we do the whole thing, and we get to the time, the point where I'm doing honors, the honors college stuff. So, I'm meeting all the honors college people. And this is where it was somewhat of a positive thing. So here comes the real horror. Anyway, so made a bunch of honors college people, and I met a lot of people there, even teachers. And it was this whole like picnic lunch. We got to we did a whole hike. It was so funny too because we were just complaining because this hike was fucking brutal. It was some it's a weird ass shed. They made it look nice, but it was just some like weird pathway to get there. Um, so I met a bunch of people there. And I was like, oh, yeah, like, you guys want to hang out or do this stuff? And they were just like, oh, like, sure, maybe, but I have, like, these plans going on, or, but I'm actually hanging out with, like, these people or whatever. And I was like, all right, whatever. Um, That's fine, you know. So not like I was really having anxiety about meeting new people. And so that happens. Then the real kicker. So each day I just was, like, getting more and more anxious and like depressed about being there and like thinking just like being in the situation for so long. And I literally was like already considering transferring after my first semester. Cause I was like, I can't do this if people aren't just going to be social. Like I can't do this if no one's making friends with me. And before I thought too much into anything or was thinking of anything actually serious of like planning myself ahead, I had talked to the CA and was like, listen, I was like, is there like just something wrong with me is there something going on with like like everyone just doesn't seem to be social like they seem to have their own cliques already and she said she was like no she was like that's just the weird the weird thing is that's how it is like people just have their own groups and she even said when she came in freshman year she had a group of friends already but everyone had their own like clique going on like it wasn't like people just weren't being social and she even said she was like i realize it from your group especially just the people who I've seen and met and brought through things, they just don't seem like they're open to talking to anyone else. 
And the people on my floor were like really funny and they were cool and stuff, but they all just had migrated with different groups of people and stuff and like mutual, just like nice being like, Oh, hello. Like, Oh, do y'all have this? Or like, you guys got that, whatever. So yeah. And then basically just go, Gab was getting more and more anxious. And I had told my parents too. I was like, I was like breaking down to them. I was just like, and I think that's with also a lot of college students, which is like normal. And I'm going to say this too. I think I had too high of expectations for myself and just had a moment where I was like, I really don't know if I can do this. Like I might need to reconsider and whatever. And then I'm like, it's in the middle of nowhere and all this stuff. Dumb me. But yeah, but I was, but also if you're, if you do feel like that and I'm, what I have to say is I would definitely try longer than I did to push through things. Um, but the reason I didn't, I will explain later or in a, you know, whatever, but if it's, yeah, I'm, I think I'm just going to say, and it's true because all my friends, my friends were amazing during this whole thing too, is, you know, just kind of making sure that you can try to stick through it and let me just keep going. (laughs) But basically I had been breaking down. I was just like, I don't know if I can do this. And they were really trying so hard to take me out like shopping and just showing me everywhere and showing me like, this is what you can do. Like, you're not gonna, like, even if you don't have like that many friends, it's like, you can still do things and you can always like plan a trip home if you want to and whatever. But they were like, even just like try to stick it out for the first semester. And like, that's what my friends told me to do. Like, just stick it out your first semester, like try it. So Basically, my brother comes up too. My brother was a saint in this too. He had brought me to the gym, showed me workouts, like was giving me a whole like lifestyle routine, like healthy routine for myself. He was like, yeah, like get this from Starbucks every day, like on your way to class, like walk everywhere, get the exercise in just because like, and the thing was, is I was also trying to be on like a health thing, like lose weight and stuff during the time. And obviously like exercise is like a good way to release anxiety and stuff. So he was like, yeah, like do this, 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 but he gave me a whole talk and he was just like, you know, like you can do this, like you can get through it. It's good for you. You like, it's good to be branching out of Jersey, especially like of, out of like your hometown, not Jersey specifically, but that's what any out of state college kid wants to do is just branch out from where they are. Hold on. I need to burp again. Uh, okay. Excuse me. Hold on. Uh, all right. All right. So, sorry. Um, so yeah, he was just like, tell me all the stuff. And I was like, and I just didn't want to hear it. I was like, no, I was like, I, I don't want to do this. I was like, this is just fucking annoying at this point. Like no one's talking to you. And the thing was, is my grandmother gave me like, and my parents did too. My parents bought me a Bible. My grandmother gave me stuff. So what happened basically, I'm just going to skip because I'm, I feel like I'm going way too into detail here. This episode's going to be kind of long. So I go into, we get to the point of where my parents are leaving. Man, that was, wow. I sobbed. I was, I was having the worst anxiety. I think I didn't sleep in their hotel room. That was the one thing. I was was like, I'm going to stay in the dorm. I'm going to push myself to sleep here. And the thing was, I slept pretty fucking well. Like that dorm was comfortable. I'm going to, I'm going to tell you right now that dorm was comfortable. 
but like I had tried to get my mind off it by showing like FaceTiming my friends and like showing them what I have and what I did and like how my mom decorated stuff and like the whole dorm tour thing that you always do with your group of friends when you go off to college. And so, yeah. So, but that was also when that was, I did that like the third day, I think, but I, I didn't really show it to my friends, but I was like, I'm going through it. And when my, and Leica actually, she already knew she was going to Brookdale. So she was commuting and was home. So I kind of talked to her about that and stuff. And she gave me really good advice of like, you know, you just got to stay, push it out, do this, do that. And yeah, so it gets to the point they leave, you know, rip the bandit off. So I went home the night before they were leaving. So they were leaving in the morning and I had gone over in the more early in the morning. We had breakfast at the hotel together and yeah. And so they were like, yep, like we're going to leave and all this stuff. And I was just like breaking down in the hotel room and my dad was like seeing me and stuff. And he was just like, whatever, like, no, Ugh, I, why did I say whatever? Not that. He was just like, you know, you're going to do this. You're going to get through it. You know, you can always call. You know, you can always do this. My mom was in tears, of course, as any mother is. Because she was just like, seeing you like this, like, I've never seen you have this much anxiety or like, honestly, like being like this depressed in this moment, whatever. And so I was like, I was like, all right, time to get up, time to go, say goodbye to them. I left. They all went home um, that day. And then that night I was like so depressed and they were, by the time they got home, when I called them, they had been home already. And I even like drove my roommate to a party and I was like, I didn't even go to the party. Like I, I probably could have got my mind off things by going to that party, but I didn't. Um, and so, yeah. And honestly, ripping the bandaid off was, I felt for some reason so much better, not so much better. I, I felt better when they were home because I was like, I was like, all right. I was like, if I just did that, I was like, let me just, now it's like, it's like the next step. Like, let me just do this. But still, I'm not going to lie. Of course, I was like, okay, I need to get home. I need to go. I need to go. I need to go. I need to go. So I was like, obviously, wait for classes. So classes started. Classes happened. And that was just the icing on the cake there. Um, basically what happened was I had my first class and I met a really cool girl who I was like, Oh yeah. And she was a sophomore, but I was like, it was a psych class that I had too. And she was like, Oh yeah. Like, you know, I'm this is that. So we're talking like basically the entire class. And then I started hanging out and she was like, Oh, like not really kind of thing in a very nice way. It wasn't mean, but like, cause she just had her own group of friends already. Like they, like people didn't want to fucking let you in. It was like some ritualistic shit. And no, I shouldn't say that, but like, cause I get it with friend groups and being only with the people in your circle. It's hard to let others in. I get that. And I was probably weird to people. So, um, and so that was happening. And then I got to the dance class and this is, this is like where it was like, oh my God. So basically, um, got into my dance class and it was just, it wasn't at all what I thought it was. And it, it, for myself, it, it wasn't that like the dancers weren't not good and, you know, like it just wasn't, I guess the challenge that I expected because for so many years I was like not being challenged with dance and I felt that I was 
always kind of being in the back thing of like just the back, you know, just the back um, with like certain things and people, not like everything. But I was just like, I felt like I didn't have a chance to prove myself or progress in any way because I wasn't being not showcased, but just being seen. That sounds so dramatic, but like, that's the only thing I can think of saying. And, but I was like, this is not like, this is just not what I expected it to be. And people in the dance classes, even then weren't even being like cord, not cordial, but they just weren't talking to you. Like they just had their own thing going on. So I had like no one. And so even the, like the head of the department was really nice. I loved her. But, like, the professor that I met, like, even that was just, like, it was just something, it was just nothing, like, anything, like, thinking of the dance programs that I, the dance program that I'm in now and the one that I'm going to, like, it just was not, it wasn't working. Like, it just wasn't something that would have, I, I knew in my heart just was something that wouldn't let me, like, progress the way I wanted to. And the night before, to get religious again. I prayed and I was just like, like, please give me a sign. I was like, show me anything. Give me something. I need to know if this is the place for me or not. And ever since then, my religion and my relationship with God grew. But so I was like, this is just kind of what it, and it, it just was like a sign. Like I just knew in my heart, I was just like, I really can't stay here. Like I just can't, it's just not going to do anything for me. And, but that day, the day of classes, after my classes were done, I only had three, I think. So I had the rest of the night to myself and, oh my God, it's just funny thinking about how I was feeling during this entire process. And so I called my dad because love my mom, but she would have told me to come home right away. And my dad's like a reality, like a reality check, which is what you need in this type of situation. And I called him and I was like, and my mom answered the phone, of course. And I was like, hey, mom, I was like, can you put down on real quick? And she was like, yeah, sure, no problem. And so I talked to my dad and I was like, listen, I was like, and this is okay. I'm going to open up about this too, because I want to. I want to be real. You know, a lot of people, people who I told were saying that, you know, I'm not that I was making stuff up, but I was fabricating things to kind of make it seem like it wasn't me, but it was me. It was. I'm not gonna lie. Like a lot of it was me in my own head and sort of thing. Um, but it's just like also personal things that I think no one else can understand but you and your and your family, I guess. Um, but not that not saying that all my friends weren't supportive of it or, or of me and being supportive for me. But I just was like, Yeah, dad, I was like, this is just not like I don't think this is gonna work out. Like I think I I really need to um like, I, I was like, I think I, I, I was like, I, I can do this for you. And I was like, I can push this out. But I, and I was like, but I'm going to tell you right now that I'm going to transfer after this semester. But I also told him too. And I was just like, I was like, this is just, I, I feel it in my heart again. that This is not going to be the place for me. And that like, even, I know it's just the one day of classes. I know that I should probably do more, but I was like, even just from these like dance classes and the classes that I was taking, I felt I didn't feel what I, I didn't feel what I felt when I went into my new school, like the program that I'm in now, which I'll also get into that. But yeah, so he was like, all right. He was like, withdraw tonight. And I literally did. So I was a college dropout in five days 
of being at a school with only taking one day of classes. But let me tell you, I dropped out of that school. I withdrawed. I went, I packed up. I went home the next day, drove home all my shit, which it's funny because I'm going to post on the Instagram. I have everything from my college that I have that I had in the dorm now. So drove home. I did everything and I was out of school. And the day that I, before I left the school, I applied to where I'm going now, Red Valley, and both in the same day, applied to the school, got into the school, and then even applied for the Honors College. It was late past, everything was past due the date that you need to apply. I still got into the school, and I got into the Honors College for the school too. And I started classes the next week for when I got back home. And I'm going to tell you right now that this is where, we're going to end this up soon, don't worry. But I have never felt so right about a decision. And I've never felt the, the literal presence of just God being there and guiding me the right way. Because I think all of my friends can say that I should have stayed and just try to push it out. But of course, whatever I do, they'll always support me. I, I want to keep saying that because like my friend group, and if you have this group, I'm you're blessed because my friend group was just like really trying to push me in a good way. It's just all positive things. And they were trying to be very helpful and supportive. And my parents, of course, and my family were supportive of whatever I did. And, but yeah, I got home and it was just, I was like, this. that's what I did. I was like, it's done. And it happened. But when I tell you, I don't think I've ever felt so good about a decision because I had so many ups and downs in my first year at this, at this school that I'm at now, but, and I had such bad anxiety and that was also something I had to work through. And another thing God really helped me work through. And I just keep saying it because I just don't, you don't understand. Like, it's just my faith. I'm not obviously speaking upon anyone else's, but my religion and my faith, it was just so much to the point of that I got helped and dragged out of a pit that I was in. And last year in spring, I was just so depressed and anxious and I wasn't going out. I was just like, I'm saying this because it's true. Like I was just gaining unhealthy weight. Like I was just, it was just for me, I was just like, this is not where I need to be. And for myself, not the school again, <laughs> I shouldn't, I should have said that in a better way, but but ever since I got into the school, I skyrocketed with my just with my presence. Like I made such close relationships. I have so many such a support system from the school now with friends and including professors that it's unreal. And the other thing too is that I in senior year I applied for a dance program. I applied for Rutgers. I'll say it now. That was known to be a top dance program. It was good. It was a good dance program. And I got waitlisted. I didn't get in. They gave me a second chance to audition. And I didn't re-audition because at the time I already applied to Slippery Rock. And let me tell you though, now, two years later after being in a college dance program, and especially having a community college that has a dance program, I did. I do have to commute an hour every day. But it was completely worth it. And being where I'm at now and thinking back, again, best decision. So, but now I'm going to Rutgers 
and I'm in one of the top dance programs in the nation. And it's just, and that's obviously not me trying to brag, but it's just proving to the fact of what, how, if you have beliefs, but if you just listen to your heart and yourself. And I wanted to say that is because I feel like there's always a stigma around community college too. But of course, for me specifically, it was a completely different situation because I dropped out five days later. But it's just, I want you to know, for whoever's listening to this, if you're my age or around the same age, or even with any life decision, any life decision is a decision that you have to make for yourself. And don't think about others first. Just if you're religious, go to those beliefs, pray for those values, and just pray for the things that you need. But if you're not, even just listening to yourself and your heart and who you are and understanding that you are going to go places no matter what, you have a purpose. And even if it might seem like a stupid decision in the moment, it's going to get completely better. Because I went through so many trials and tribulations throughout this past year and a half. But now being where I am, my teachers and everyone who I've said that I've grown so much in myself, I I can fully say now that, yes, I have anxiety still, but it's it's it has been so much better. And I've learned how to control it so much better. My technique and my training, everyone, like my teachers have said that I've grown so much in this past year and I'm just at such a good place. And I don't think that, don't ever take that for granted is don't ever like, how do I say it? Is just don't ever think that you make a stupid decision in life, but also don't hold back because people are telling you to. If you feel that it's right, but also if you are going to have the motivation and drive to do more things for yourself, because I could have fully dropped out of school, not done it. I could have took a whole gap semester or even year and had been not on track to graduate in four years. And that's not wrong either. That's also like, that's completely fine if you want to do that. But like, I wasn't, I didn't, I had a plan after dropping out too. And it's okay if you don't have a plan, but it's just like, that's the thing too, is I think people will come after you if you also don't have a plan, but that's also okay to not have a plan. But it's just like, I knew what I wanted to do. So I was just trying to trying and trying to do it in any way I could. And I did it. And here I am now with another podcast, of course, too. But um, yeah, so it's just, I really just wanted to take this time because I wanted to tell you all, do what you want to do. and make the decision you want to make as long as you're happy and as long as you're going to get places that you want to be then do that if you're going to be that outlier that doesn't do everything everyone else is doing do it because it's about what you want to do and about where you want to be and where you want to end up and what's going to be right for you because right now i can fully say that this was that was the most that was the best decision i've ever made because even since then i've i haven't okay I'm not saying it's a bad school at all, but I've heard people say not such great things about it. And I'm not saying that that's like, haha, like shove it in your face, but it's just about like knowing that if it's in your heart, that it's not the right place for you specifically, then it's not, that's all. Just don't just go through with what you want to go through and always reach out to people who are going to be there for you and all that stuff. Um, that's great stuff, but yeah. So here I am today though, and I'm happier than ever, and I'm so content with life. And as long as you're content with life, then that's all you need to be. But 
yeah. So that's today's episode. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed it. And just always stay true to yourself. That's all I can say. And it's just be you, homie. That's it. But yeah. This is wait, this is really funny. I'm gonna end this episode with explaining this video because Abby and me went to a car wash and I got a quarter stuck. I like needed the quarter, but I got it stuck in the thing, so I'm trying to get it out with my key. I'll post this video on my Instagram. On the Instagram. Anyway, guys. So that was today's episode. And I hope you enjoyed. Please make sure to follow the Instagram and um, check out stuff, as always. Um, look for announcements on the Instagram. Follow on Spotify. Just do what you need to do, you know? But, again, thanks for listening. Stay, stay tuned for this week's True Crime episode. And for next week's episodes, or the few weeks' episodes coming up, they're going to be lit. Litty, litty. Um, but, yeah. Peace and love. Go out in peace um, and amen to all of you.